Welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you. It is so good to be with you in this time of Lent as we continue our journey. People often talk about giving something up for Lent. But in one of today's readings from the Bible, Jesus tells us that if we want to follow him, we need to take up our cross. We'll think about what this means for each of us. I'm joined today by Hannah Steele, director of St. Melitus College, London, who has written a book about sharing God's love with others. It's called Living His Story. I'm also joined by Stephen Hans, national lead for evangelism and witness for the Church of England, who will lead us in prayer. We begin this service by admitting before God and each other that we have not always lived up to the standards that God asks of us and asking for God's forgiveness. When I say, Lord, have mercy, or Christ, have mercy, I invite you to repeat it after me. We confess to you our selfishness and lack of love. Fill us with your spirit. Lord, have mercy. 
we confess to you our fear and failure in sharing our faith. Fill us with your spirit. Christ, have mercy. We confess to you our stubbornness and lack of trust. Fill us with your spirit. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm Laurie Cook, and I'm a member of the community of St. Anselm. In a moment, I will share a passage from Genesis 17, where God declares himself to Abraham as the Lord Almighty and promises to bless him and bless his offspring beyond measure. I love the prophetic hope it offers, a hope we're still blessed with 4,000 years later. Galatians 3.16 tells us that Christ is the true offspring of Abraham's covenant. He is the blessing that blesses the world, and we are invited into that promise. As we are redeemed, the blessing given to Abraham comes to the Gentiles through Christ, so that by faith we may receive the promise of the Spirit. In Christ, those from every tribe, nation, and tongue are made of family. A reading from the book of Genesis. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make a covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you. Kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And God said to Abraham, As for your wife Sarai, do not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her. And moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and she will give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
We will now hear today's Gospel reading, read by Bonnie, and then Hannah Steele will preach for us. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark chapter 8 from verse 31 to the end. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes into the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the word of the Lord. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We often think of Lent in terms of giving things up, whether chocolate, alcohol, or social media. In a time when we live with a number of restrictions and are unable to see family and loved ones, the idea of Lent might weigh heavily upon us. In our Gospel reading today, we discover that being a disciple of Jesus is not about following a list of do's and don'ts. Being a disciple is a radical invitation to a new way of seeing the world, where to truly live is to follow the way of Christ through his death and resurrection. Those who take up this invitation to deny themselves and take up their cross find that they gain far more in exchange. Whoever loses his life for me and the gospel will save it. So when it comes to the task of evangelism and sharing the Christian faith with others, our witness, therefore, cannot simply be about convincing people about information to do with Jesus. Scholar Walter Brueggemann describes evangelism as an invitation and summons to switch stories and therefore change lives. Evangelism, by this definition, becomes an invitation not just to a new set of beliefs, but a new way of living. It is to encounter the one who takes up his cross in love for us, the one whose resurrection brings new life and meaning. It is in giving up our life for him that we too find true and everlasting 
life. And this means that evangelism, therefore, might be both harder and easier than we imagined. Harder because the offer is one of switching stories and not simply adding Jesus onto one's life. There is a cost to being a disciple, as Peter learns the hard way in our gospel story. But evangelism might also be easier than we imagine, because it is based upon an invitation that Christ has already made to each and every one of us, to take up our cross and to follow him. In so doing, we find new life. There is no greater privilege than in making this invitation to those around us. My hope and prayer for us as the church this Lent is that we might be those who learn each day how to make this invitation to those we meet and that we might learn to do it prayerfully, creatively, courageously and with love. this lifetime, beyond this darkness there's light. Your cross is shining, so people open your eyes. The cross stands above it all. Reflecting on these words, 
let us declare our faith in God. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, we're going to pray for some people and situations needing God's loving care. If you have a piece of paper to hand, please draw two lines, one top to bottom, one left to right, to create four squares to write in. When I say, Lord, in your mercy, will you respond, hear our prayer? In the top left square, I invite you to write down something you're grateful for, perhaps the love of family and friends, your health, or anything you like. Loving God, thank you for all the good things I experience in my life. Help me always to remember to be grateful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the top right square, I invite you to write down one of your own needs that you want to bring to God. It could be a grief you carry or something you're worried about, big or small. Lord, you know all our needs. Please help us with these concerns we bring to you today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the bottom left square, I invite you to write down something you'd like to pray for in our nation, perhaps remembering our NHS staff, our teachers or our leaders. God of the nations, show your mercy to our nation now and bless those who serve us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, in the bottom right square, I invite you to write down the names of people who need to know God's love at this time. Perhaps someone who is unwell or bereaved or someone who needs hope or to hear the good news. Lord Jesus, you healed the sick and cared for the hurting. Be with these people we bring before you now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you hear all these prayers which we make in Jesus' name. Amen. Perhaps keep that piece of paper and add to it over the next few days, bringing all these needs to God in prayer. Each time you use it or add to it, pray, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We gather together our prayers, asking that we may be drawn more and more into the life, death, and rising of Jesus, discovering what he calls us to do to respond to him. Almighty God, by the prayer and discipline of Lent, may we enter into the mystery of Christ's sufferings and by following in his way, come to share in his glory through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
Amen. And so I invite you all to join in the prayer that Jesus himself gave us in whatever version or language you prefer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now to end our service, I shall invite God's blessing on us all. God give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, to take up your cross and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you and those for whom you love and pray today and always. Amen. Mm -hmm.